you're listening to the Telltale channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about comedian Jim Brewer doing a comedy routine at a conspiracy convention. It got bizarre. QAnoner Liz Crokin calling for Hillary Clinton's arrest over Pizzagate at a recent conspiracy convention. She did the same thing at an event held by Trump about a month ago. Anti-vaxxers fabricating an excuse for why people aren't suddenly dying like was claimed by them years ago. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. It looks like our nation is going down. It seems like the media has won. The churches have been complicit. This is Greg Locke literally crying because he believes that the media won and that churches comply. I don't even know what that means. The dude is like the embodiment of a persecution complex. He is obsessed with the idea that he and everybody around him are deeply persecuted. It's ridiculous, dude. Oh, my God. So he held this event at his church called Reawaken America, the Reawaken America tour. I actually talked about it a lot this week. So if you just kind of scroll back for the, this previous week of videos, you'll see a few different people who appeared there. Real nutter butters, all of them, including Greg himself. But he brought up some interesting subjects that I wanted to talk about. So continue listening to what he had to say in this ridiculous persecution complex laden speech that he gave, where he's literally crying because he thinks he's being persecuted when he's not. Our world's been engulfed with depravity, lies, every form of debauchery. You mean people making their own free choice as free agents? The horror, right? I thought he's a Republican, and Republicans purport to be in favor of freedom. Small government, more freedom, right? What happened to freedom? Freedom's not for the sheeple. What happened to all that? Suddenly, he doesn't care about freedom. He cares about forcing other people to live exactly the way he wants them to. Isn't that funny how that works? Every form of debauchery has been unleashed on this nation and on this world. And on your mom. We see the whole reset coming. We see the beast system being set up before our very eyes, and the church has been complicit with it. Okay, now, what he just said right there, the whole reset is relevant. You can see it in the background here a little bit, right? Let's see if I can get the camera to move. The, re the Great Reawakening is uh, kind of a QAnon slogan, um, the, the Great Awakening. It means everybody's going to turn to QAnon, basically. And the Great Reset, as you can see in, like on the right side here a little bit, is a reference to a conspiracy theory that is one of the more confusing ones out there. It's almost meaningless, almost meaningless. But here, I actually kind of did a breakdown where I talked about it in this article the other day. Let me just give you this explanation in the form of a clip. Let's just read through. This is a BBC article on what the Great Reset is. This is the title, What is the Great Reset and How Did It Get Hijacked by Conspiracy Theories? A vague set of proposals from an influential organization has been transformed by online conspiracy theorists into a powerful viral rallying cry. What is the truth behind the Great Reset? 
Believers spin dark tales about an authoritarian socialist world government run by powerful capitalists and politicians, a secret cabal that is broadcasting its plan around the world. Despite all the contradictions in the last sentence, thousands online have latched on to this latest reimagining of an old conspiracy theory, updated for the age of COVID. Yeah, the um, the Great Reset conspiracy really came straight out of the protocols of the Elders of Zion. This old book I've mentioned before multiple times, written by anti-Semitic people that basically describes the Jews' plan for world domination. It was completely made up then, and it's made up now. Anyway, let's keep reading this. Where did it begin? Like many popular conspiracy theories, this one starts with a grain of fact. In June 2020, so what, five months after COVID really came to the shores of the U.S. and the world started taking it seriously, June 2020, the Prince of Wales and the head of the annual Davos Summit launched an initiative calling for the pandemic to be seen as a chance for what they called a great reset of the global economy. A flashy launch video interspersed images of a world in chaos, a dead killer whale, a hurricane, a kangaroo caught in a fire with a speech by Prince Charles. We have an incredible opportunity to create an entirely new sustainable industry or I'm sorry, entirely new sustainable industries, the prince said. The time to act is now. Now, as I'm sure you've surmised at this point, the Great Reset is a massive conspiracy theory that encompasses nearly everything, but doesn't really have any details. It's weird how it all formed out. But think about this. Who serves to gain from the conspiracy theory that we have to prevent economies from serving the workers. The original plan that was being outlined at the Davos summit when it says calling for the pandemic to be seen as a chance to reset the global economy, they were saying reset it to be more amicable and fair and more equitable to workers. Serve workers' rights. Who serves to gain from spreading this conspiracy theory, really? You can't convince me that billionaires around the world were not involved in turning this into a conspiracy theory. You can't convince me. The other founder of the initiative is Professor Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum, which organizes an annual summit in a Swiss ski resort for some of the world's wealthiest and most powerful people. He explained the idea behind the Great Reset in an article accompanying the launch. The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world to create a healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous future. Who do you think had an investment in making this fall apart and turn into a conspiracy theory? Who do we know that is opposed to making things more fair and equitable and healthier? And suddenly, out of nowhere, it just explodes and every conspiracy theorist in the world buys into this Great Reset thing. There's a Great Reset podcast and even a 280-page book, but the plan is light on specific detail. Professor Schwab does speak about a wealth tax and ending fossil fuel subsidies. Interesting. Who would be opposed to those things, I wonder? But the scope is huge, covering technology, climate change, the future of work, international security, and other themes. And it's difficult to see precisely what the Great Reset might mean in practice. This lack of clarity, combined with the plan being launched by an influential organization, provided fertile ground for conspiracy theories to grow. This is Klaus Schwab right here. A conspiracy theory is born. 
The proposals, along with the WEF itself, face legitimate criticism from a variety of sources. Conservative political figures and media outlets accuse the organization of pushing for environmental policies that would hurt the economy. Weird, huh? So it sounds like the the Great Reset was intended to improve environmental policies to make the world more equitable and fair for the worker. What were some of the other things they listed here? Create a wealth tax, work on technology, work on climate change, work on uh, privacy rights, a whole bunch of other stuff. Such a weird... Who... Okay, who created this conspiracy, I wonder? What group of people would be opposed to these things? This is so weird. We'll never know. We'll, we'll never know who was opposed to this. What group of people could have started this conspiracy theory? It's just a mystery. There are questions about whether unelected individuals like Mr. Mr. Schwab should have the power to lobby so prominently for ideas that could potentially transform the global economy. Okay, well, he's unelected, but he's free to voice his interests and concerns. Everybody is. That's the nature of democracy. The Davos meeting is certainly filled with powerful people who have a huge influence on world events. There are also concerns about the impact of technology on civil liberties and jobs. But the real energy online is, about le- is not about legitimate political questions, discussions about fossil fuels and income inequality, but in the shape of wild and unsubstantiated claims. The term Great Reset has received more than 8 million interactions on Facebook and been shared almost 2 million times on Twitter since the initiative was launched, according to BBC Monitoring Research. Number of Great Reset posts on Facebook, posts using keywords between June 2020 and May 2021. Among the most popular posts are baseless statements that the Great Reset is a strategic part of a grand conspiracy by the global elite who somehow planned and managed the COVID-19 pandemic. In this narrative, lockdown restrictions were introduced not to curb the spread of the virus, but to deliberately bring about economic collapse and a socialist world government, albeit run for the benefit of powerful capitalists. So there's mention of the Great Reset when the plan comes out, June 2020. And then Justin Trudeau released a viral video about, you know, the Great Reset. And it just exploded in the number of posts online about it. The number of posts on Facebook. Interesting, right? And then conspiracy theorists started coming up with all kinds of crazy ideas. In this narrative about the COVID-19 pandemic, lockdown restrictions were introduced not to curb the spread of the virus, but to deliberately bring about economic collapse and a socialist world government, albeit run for the benefit of powerful capitalists. The nebulousness of this conspiracy theory means it's found followers among anti-vax activists, anti-lockdown campaigners, new age healers, and those on the far right and the far left. J.P. Sears is, he used to be kind of funny, but now he's a complete nutcase. And he's got like millions of subbies, I think. That's the guy in the middle of this picture right here. You'll own nothing and be happy, the Great Reset. Look, Franklin Graham, televangelist even, got in on the action. How did it go viral? These conspiracy theories began circulating online around June 2020, but only gained significant traction later in the year. On November 15th, the phrase started trending on Twitter when a video went viral showing Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau at a UN meeting in September 
saying the pandemic provided an opportunity for a reset. It's unclear whether he's referring to the WEF plan. But some claimed his speech was proof that global leaders were using the pandemic as a pretext to introduce a range of socialist and environmental policies. Thousands of Trump supporters boosted this idea. They claimed that that a victory for Mr. Trump in November's election was the only chance to thwart the so-called secret plot. They called it Agenda 2022, I think. Agenda 2022 or Agenda 2020, something like that. And the idea was they wanted to have... Or maybe it was Agenda 2023. I don't remember now. The idea was that they wanted to have the Great Reset fully implemented and a one-world government implemented by 2023. But no, it was 2020. And Trump getting elected in 2016 thwarted that plan and pushed it off. And now it's Agenda 2030. It just completely made up all of it. It's all entirely fabricated out of the ether. So that is the Great Reset. I hear you asking... But what is it? And the answer is nobody knows. I still don't know what it is. Nonsense, that's what. It incorporates every conspiracy theory known to man. Lizard people and socialism and one world government, all of it. It's insane. So yeah, that it was picked up by QAnon and basically everybody out. Every conspiracy theory of, of every variety. QAnoners, anti-vaxxers, anti-lockdown campaigners, new age healers, people on the far right, people on the far left. Like it's it's just widespread is the point. Here are some other points that have kind of been worked into the conspiracy. The pandemic was created by the elites. Microchips will be injected into people that alter people's DNA and act as like your credit card and um, a whole bunch of other stuff. So. Yeah, it borrows ideas from, like, a ton of conspiracy theories from the 18th and 19th centuries. Uh, it's just nuts, dude. It's just nuts, all of it. Thanks, past me. So, anyways, that's what the Great Reset is. And that's why it's so deeply ridiculous that this guy is, like, talking about it, claiming that the Great Reset is upon us and all of this garbage. Like, oh, my God, dude. This conspiracy conference was absolutely unhinged from reality this is one of the more tame speeches from this conference too there's another woman there named uh liz crokin who just went on and on and on about pizzagate and hillary clinton trying to uh, take kids and drink their blood and all kinds of nonsense dude oh my god let me just play like a short section from this I just want to catch one of the craziest things she said. Enforcement, FBI, the Department of Justice, that they look into Hillary Clinton and crimes against children. But it's not going to happen unless we demand it. So. It's just not going to happen, dude. It's all made up. I encourage you all to get involved, speak up. Because these nutcase extremists that appeared at this conference aren't, aren't already speaking up and getting involved and trying to convince everybody that, like, QAnon is real and stuff, right? Expose this stuff. Talk about that laptop. Talk about Anthony Weiner's laptop. Just, oh my God, dude, it gets absolutely unhinged from reality. So anyways, yeah, that's what was happening at Greg Locke's church this past weekend. Really, really interesting to hear him just open up and tell us what he really believes. 
sometimes he's kind of veiled about his political beliefs. Like sometimes you got to kind of coax it out of him. Um, and he, he, he doesn't really like to drop names very often anymore. He used to do that constantly. But now he almost never talks about Donald Trump, really. It's weird. Okay, let's just keep listening to Locke talk about his persecution complex again. We see the whole reset coming. We see the beast system being set up before our very eyes, and the church has been complicit with it. The murder, the demise, the ungodliness, the spiritual warfare has literally engulfed the world. Yeah, so anyway, his speech was absolutely bizarre and unhinged and confusing as hell, and it was just full of, like, persecution complex, like, nonstop. So anyways, I want to listen to a voicemail I got from somebody the other day. Check this out. Hey, hey, Owen, this is Jasper from Mass again. Um, I was just, unfortunately, I go to the gym, and they do have Fox News on one of the TVs. They have Fox News on a TV at the gym. Wow, that sucks. And I noticed something very peculiar for you to review. I don't know if you'll be able to access it, but... I don't, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the new commercial for Turning Point USA about the Great Reset. I just wanted to see you maybe review that because it's definitely very questionable to say the least. I enjoy your show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. It's really interesting. I did see the, the Turning Points USA video about the Great Reset and uh, Charlie Kirk was like endorsing the great reset or whatever and saying it's evil and blah 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 um i i don't want to watch a video because i heard background music in it and i worry that he may have inserted that intentionally to prevent other people from using it and criticizing it you know fox news tends to do that but i at least give you a rundown about what the great reset is in case you were unfamiliar um in charlie kirk's case the founder of turning points usa i believe I think the whole goal behind, you know, talking about the Great Reset in his case was to try to sell his book. I think the the whole thing was to try to get people whipped into a blood frenzy, convince them that he's on their side and that he is opposed to the World Economic Forum and, you know, Klaus Schwab. Is that who it is? Klaus Schwab and all of those other people. It was just virtue signaling garbage intended to help him sell his book that seems like what it was but anyway yeah thank you so much for the voicemail just bizarre man hey this is ellie from california again i was wondering if you heard about pope francis saying that homosexuality is not a crime like he said it's a sin but it's not a crime and i can only imagine that televangelists are crying in their beds over this information okay have a good day yeah that was actually pretty interesting i appreciate the voicemail on that bringing that to my attention i looked into it and sure enough here's an article on it the ap interview pope says homosexuality is not a crime of course it's not a crime but it's moving catholicism a little bit more to being accepting and more progressive than it was before Boy, I know a lot of people who aren't happy about that right now. Some bishops out there like, uh, God, what's his name? I don't even remember his name now. There's some bishop out there that's a complete nutter butter over, you know, gay people. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, let's just kind of skim through the article here. 
Pope Francis criticized laws that, cri that criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying God loves all his children just as they are, and called on Catholic bishops who support the laws to welcome LGBTQ people into the church. That's a pretty big deal. This is from January 25th, by the way, 2023. It's a really big deal. He is supposed to be like God's avatar on earth. He's speaking for God. The fact that a pope is coming out and saying this is big. And it, I find it kind of interesting that he waited for Pope Benedict to kick the bucket before he brought this up, not for nothing. Being homosexual isn't a crime, Francis said during an exclusive interview Tuesday with the Associated Press. Francis acknowledged that Catholic bishops in some parts of the world support laws that criminalize homosexuality or discriminate against LGBTQ people, and he himself referred to the issue in terms of sin, but he attributed such attitudes to cultural backgrounds and said bishops in particular need to undergo a process of change to recognize the dignity of everyone. Well, the fact that he called it a sin in the first place isn't great. I'm not really happy about that. The Bible only mentions homosexuality a total of six times. I think four of them are in the Old Testament and two of them are in the New Testament. Now, the Old Testament, in my mind, is fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled it. So we don't have to even look back to it. We can look forward, right? A lot of people think that one of the mentions was about Sodom and Gomorrah being gay. No, no, it's not, actually. Sodom and Gomorrah, was, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, according to Ezekiel 16, 49, and 50, because of their ill treatment of the poor. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, excess of food, and prosperous ease but did not aid the poor and needy. They were haughty and did an abomination before me, so I removed them when I saw it. So Sodom and Gomorrah were not destroyed. Just ignore the buttery mail. Sorry about that. Sodom and Gomorrah were not destroyed because of, you know, gay people or whatever. The only mentions are, like, in the old law and a couple of other places, which, in my mind, are completely irrelevant now. We should look to what Jesus had to say on the subject, right? And would you be surprised to find that Jesus said nothing? He said nothing because it wasn't an important subject. If it were, he would have brought it up. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So anyways, that's fantastic news about the Pope saying that it's not criminal and that it shouldn't be criminalized and that people shouldn't support you know, criminal, you know, outlawing it or whatever else. That's good news. That's moving things in a more progressive direction. I want him to move further. I want him to stop calling it a sin, but that's a step in the right direction at least. Hey, I've been watching your Telltale Reads channel and with the guy who's saying Trump is the Christ, you were talking about the number of pages in, in each chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not familiar with this, I have a YouTube channel called Telltale Reads, and I read books. So I just got through reading Greg Locke's book, um, We Will Not Surrender Through si Silence, This Means War, or something like that. Each video I release on that channel is independent of the rest. You don't have to see the others to understand what's happening. If there's a subject that interests you, you can just jump in right there, see what's happening. But I read the book called Donald Trump, The Son of Man, The Christ. This is the cover right here. You may recognize it. it. There's a famous picture of a guy holding it at a Trump rally. He, he handed it out all over the place. Yeah, I just finished this book on reads, and oh my God, dude, it was just something else. 
it was a struggle making it through because it's such a confusing train wreck. It's like getting a glimpse into the guy's head, and I did not like what I saw. It was just disturbing and weird and, and confusing as hell. But anyways, yeah. One thing I mentioned while reading it that this caller is bringing up is the fact that the chapters start out normal lengths, right? We're talking like seven, eight pages, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, and then the next chapter. Uh, they're normal lengths by and large, but by the time you get to the end, like chapter 26, it's like four pages and then three pages and then two pages and one page. You know, it, it's they're They start out normal lengths and then they end up like being really, really, really short for no reason, seemingly. So, yeah, let's continue listening to the caller. Chapter, have you tried their fake gematria taking how many pages in each chapter and doing them with that ABC one, two, three and see if it spells anything. That's a good question. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good point. Um, I have not tried that. And the reason I haven't tried that, if you don't know what gematria is, it's this ancient Hebrew thing where you assign a number to each letter, like A is one, B is two, C is three. And you take a word and you add up all of the corresponding numbers and you end up with like a sentence or you end up with like a message or whatever it's you it used to be used in judaism as like a kind of like a sudoku it's just a cute little puzzle you give to like bar mitzvah boys with like a moral message on one side and a number on the other or whatever it's not that big of a deal but trump supporters and QAnoners particularly have gone completely off the rails with gematria they think that there are secret messages hidden in everything they're scanning the bible counting the the number of verses between each book and adding this up and coming up with sentences that mean this and that and blah 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 it's just crazy dude so the question was have i taken the number of pages in each chapter of this book and and kind of converted them to a sentence or something. Uh, I have not. And the reason is because I'm using Amazon Cloud Reader and it changes the size of the pages. I have no idea how many pages are actually on each chapter. So someone's going to have to get the physical book and do the gematria for me and let me know. If you have the book, then count the pages in the chapters and do the gematria. Let me know what you come up with. I'm 100% sure that this guy inserted a secret message in his book somewhere because he that's what the whole premise of the book was, that there's a secret message hidden in the Bible that he discovered and he has to reveal to you. That's basically all he talks about for like multiple chapters in between him plagiarizing Wikipedia. That's all he talks about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very sure he hid a message in there. I just don't know what it is. But yeah, thank you so much for the voicemail. It was pretty interesting. Maybe take the 33rd word from each chapter, then make a sentence out of it and see what it says. Oh, God, there's so there's such a vast combination of possible things that he did to insert a secret message. It's possible that even with, you know, a group of like a thousand people trying to figure out what the message is, they never would. Because there are so many weird little things he could have done. The most likely is... He probably did exactly what the caller said, which is, you know, took the numbers of pages or hell, maybe the numbers of words in each chapter. I don't know. Or numbers of sentences in each chapter. Who fucking knows? There are a billion possibilities. And he like used that as the basis for this secret code to give us a message. And what's the message? It can't mean that much. 
that you'd spend more than five minutes thinking about it. What could it possibly be? Trump is God? I mean, that was the point of the whole book. You don't need to put it in a secret message to say that. Just say it, right? The hidden message in his book is, by glory, I wait, by glory, I mean dick. Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, again, that's something that he straight up said. He just came out and said that, dude. He said, God means dick when he says the word glory in the Bible. Dead serious. You guys just have to read that book for real. It's nuts. Birdie Gamer, do you think sanity will win and QAnon will lose relevance? It's a really good question. They largely already have lost relevance. QAnon gained prominence in 2017, 2018, 2019 by spreading memes that were hashtagged save the children and using this claim, this factoid, if you will, that 400,000 something children went missing per year in the United States alone. That's missing context in reality. Yes, those are missing persons reports for minors, but a lot of the time that's like a kid wandered off at a mall and went to another shop and the report was filed and the police recovered the kid and returned them to the mother within an hour or something. These, these are not children that just disappear into the ether entirely who are captured by Hillary Clinton, brought to a facility where they can be drained of their blood, you know, every week or month or year or whatever else. That's really what they're trying to communicate. QAnon used that hashtag to popularize this claim that 400,000 went missing every year in an attempt to justify the belief that 400,000 children were sold into slavery per year in the United States. Over a 20-year period, that'd be 10 million kids. That's absurd on every level. That's nuts. No reason to believe any of that stuff. But using those hashtags, manipulating the algorithm of Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all of the others, they gained massive prominence. And I strongly, deeply to the, to the bottom of my heart believe QAnon is actually a Russian psyop. I believe that Russia was attempting to get a foot in U.S. politics, and it went viral. I have a lot of reasons for believing that, not least of which is because every time there's a conspiracy theory that comes out that only benefits the Kremlin and literally nobody else, it comes into the U.S. through QAnon. Like, here's one, for example, Delora O'Brien, full-blown QAnoner, nearly immediately after the Ukraine war started, and I'm talking a month after, Everybody supported Ukraine at this point. Literally every person in America or practically every person in America supported Ukraine at this moment, right? Delora O'Brien, QAnoner, comes out with this conspiracy theory after the Ukraine war started. I'm not on Putin's side. I'm not on, on Zelensky's side. I'm not on Trump's side. I'm on God's side. God's side is the side of truth. It just so happens that right now, our President Trump is on the side of God. Trump had not been president for a year and two months when this video came out, but okay. Also, believe it or not, so is Putin. I don't, matter of fact, I don't believe it. Right before I came on here, this is what was sent to me. A Russian soldier, I even have his name and I, I can't give it, I'm sorry, I can't. Just research it, I'm sure it'll start coming out. 
And it never did. It never came out. Um, searching for bioweapons. There was a, him and a, a, a few of his uh, the other soldiers. Oh. Interestingly enough, this conspiracy about bioweapons being seized or whatever in Ukraine, this was not a thing up until this moment when she started saying it. This wasn't a claim that was being made at this point in time that, you know, they were trying to cleanse Ukraine of bioweapons that were being operated by the U.S. or whatever. Up to this moment in time, Russia was still using the tagline, we're fighting Nazis. It came to the point where Germany had to step in on Twitter and say, no, you're not. You are not fighting Nazis. We know what that means. We know what Nazis are all about, and you're not doing it. This is the moment in time, early March a 2022, when Putin decided to go with the claim that there were bioweapons that they were trying to seize in Ukraine. Completely made up. Nonsense. But here we have a QAnoner, of all people, pioneering this conspiracy theory in America. Weird, right? Really weird. What a weird thing to come out of QAnon. Conspiracy theories that benefit literally nobody but Russia. Conspiracy theories that literally no one was saying except for Russia. Searching for bioweapons in central Ukraine, stumbled upon a child trafficking den. And that's how they got it to appeal to the QAnoners in general. They fit in this conspiracy that Russia wants to propagate throughout the world, and then they link it to something that they know QAnoners will really care about. Save the children, right? QAnon is an arm of the Russian government. And it's, re uh, and it's recycled Nazi propaganda. Dead serious. Anyway, thank you so much for the super chat. So Birdie Gamer says, do you think that sanity will win and QAnon will, will lose relevance? The answer is QAnon has already lost a lot of relevance, but it keeps getting relevance pumped back into it by Russian propaganda campaigns. So I don't think it will ever be at the peak that it previously reached in 2017, 2018, 19. Uh, but it will never fully die because it's being funded by a foreign government, in my humble opinion, in my informed opinion. As time goes on, society gets more and more progressive. Like, look at the wins that we've had. We won women's right to vote. We won ending slavery. Not necessarily in that order. We won ending black segregation. They don't have to use different water fountains or bathrooms anymore. We won women's right to have a credit card and rent a car, or I'm sorry, and rent a house in their name. We won the right for gay people to get married. We won all of these things, and it was generation after generation, lots of hard work and struggle and fighting. Hell, I mean, not even civil rights issues, but we won the battle on climate change, largely. Basically, everybody accepts that climate change is real at this point. There's still some outliers, some nutter butters out there that are trying to throw a wrench into the works. But by and large, society has accepted that climate change is a real problem now. Uh, it's certainly more than they did in the 2000s, right? As time goes on, society gets better. It gets more progressive. It moves further to the left. And the right keeps trying to go back to a time when things weren't the way they are, the 50s presumably, or the 60s or 70s or 80s or whenever it is. It's not now, it's earlier, right? The left wants to move forward, the, the, the right wants to move backward. Unfortunately for the right, society always moves forward. So I know it feels bleak sometimes, it's really not. 
we will move forward. We will progress. We will build on the accomplishments that we've got right now. We might take two, three, four steps backward, but we will absolutely take 10 steps forward again. Just give it some time. Don't stress. Do your best. Don't worry about the rest. I didn't mean for all of that to rhyme, just the last two sentences. Anyways, yeah, uh, just keep keep pushing through. Things will get better. Hey, Owen, I have a question. Do you think Greg Locke is evil or ignorant? Birdie Gamer. Uh, thanks for the super chat. A little bit of both, but mostly ignorant. I think he's mostly ignorant. I think he's a true believer. But I think he also cynically uses people to get what he wants, and, and he most definitely lies flat out blatantly lies about things from time to time. I was watching a video from Greg Locke forever ago, months ago at this point, and he was up here reading a supposed quote-unquote threatening email he received from some f local Freemasons. I don't I looked up the person that sent the email isn't real. There's no record of that person existing in the area or in the Freemason logbook or anything like that. Also, it's a name from the movie The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, so I'm really skeptical that this email even existed in the first place, but Greg Locke is out here reading this supposed threatening email from Freemasons that he received, supposedly, and then he does this. This happened uh, October 26, 2022, by the by. God strike me dead right now if I'm lying. Honey, come here to me. I ain't crazy. I, I'm, I'm telling God's on truth. God strike me dead right now if I'm exasperating the truth. I'm reading the email and it is gone. I'm talking about right now. And I want to read the whole thing because I'm piss poor mad about it. Yeah, I said piss. I'm real mad about it now. I think I better jump back up here in a few minutes and me and a Mason Lodge gonna have a time, praise God. He it's a long video, but he later goes on to claim that the Freemasons logged into his phone and deleted the email while he was reading it. It's just complete nonsense. That's not how email works. That's not how technology works. As a software engineer for six years, I know how this industry works. He's full of it. So in some cases, I think he's lying. Blatantly, flat out, bald faced, lying. And I think he knows that he's doing that. But on the other hand, I think he believes his own nonsense. So I think that the lying is in an effort to convince others. It's called an ends justify the means mentality. And it's ultimately justified through theocratic warfare. You are allowed to do literally anything, any, any actions justified to accomplish your goal of bringing people to God, even if it includes lying, stealing, manipulating, cheating, whatever. Next, we're gonna talk about comedian Jim Brewer doing a comedy routine at a conspiracy convention. It got bizarre. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. What do you want of those conspiracy theorists? This is Jim Brewer. If you're unfamiliar, he's actually a pretty good stand-up comedian, in my opinion. Well, he's been going to this far-right nutcase conspiracy convention for a while. This is not his first one that he did. And he's been, like, spreading ridiculous conspiracy theories and misinformation for years. 
this is the last time I talked about him was when he went to this convention. This is mid-December 2021. I'll be willing to bet if you follow politics to any degree, you probably remember this video from a couple of years ago. You know what a cockatoo is? A cockatoo is like, And that, that's what everyone's become. Little cockatoos staring at the screen. <laughs> facts and figures, facts and figures. Oh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Trust the science. Trust the science. So obviously the whole point behind his set back in 2021 was to make fun of people who trusted the science and were worried about COVID and were trying to be careful, right? And obviously, his latest set that he did at this same conspiracy convention, Reawaken America, is the same. He's just making fun of people who care, who want to be careful, wear masks every now and then, and do their best not to spread COVID to other people. What are you, one of those conspiracy theorists? So anyway, we're going to watch the rest of this clip, like in its entirety in a second. But I just want to point something interesting out. Last time I talked about Jim Brewer, he saw it and responded to me. Now, Jim, I got to say, if you're watching this, I love you, man. Really, I do. You're a fantastic comedian. You're really funny. Really funny. I really like your stuff. But when you spread disinformation and conspiracy theories, I can't let it go, okay? I just want to show you what Jim Brewer had to say about me last time. Just kind of get an idea of the tone here. So check this out. March 4th, 2022. Uh, listen to what he had to say. This is on his YouTube channel, verified by YouTube and everything. And not just his YouTube channel. This is like a podcast that he does. Bruniverse, the Bruniverse. This is, I, I haven't, I started watching the first couple minutes of this and I was like, ah, this, guy, this guy's boring me to death. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what he's looking at. And then he, well, that's not very nice. I thought you're pretty interesting, Jim. And then he, I, all I heard is him trying to lump me in. He said, Q, uh, QAnon. And I was like, all right, you know what? Let's get this, let's get this guy, this banana and let's get him. And I say banana from love because apparently he doesn't like if you say certain words. I don't know what he's talking about. I try not to insult people personally. That's my rule. I don't like insulting people from a public platform. But uh, banana works, I suppose. I'm okay with that. For what it's worth, I actually watched Jim Brewer when I was younger. I was a kid. I was 14, 13 years old, maybe. And uh, I was a Jehovah's Witness. Wasn't allowed to associate with other people wasn't allowed to be friends with outsiders and it did and just untold amounts of damage to my psyche being completely isolated from society like that i would sit inside all day every day because i was homeschooled too not just not allowed to have outsiders as friends but i was homeschooled and i would sit there and literally watch live news coverage just to have some connection with the outside world because I knew what I was seeing on the TV 
at that moment was happening somewhere else. The words that were coming out of this person's mouth that I was looking at on TV was actually saying it in that moment. And that's about the most connection to the outside world that I had for years. Well, during that time, I watched a lot of Jim Brewer. I watched all of his stand-up specials. I watched a lot of comedians like him. So, you know, Jim Brewer, he holds a, a special place in my heart, really. And I'm disappointed to find that he went down this extremist, radical path that is completely out of touch with reality. And now he, he seems to be in good faith. It appears as though he's, he's operating in good faith and recognizes that I'm operating, or I'm sorry, that I'm operating in good faith too. So I hope he sees this video and takes it to heart. I'm not holding my breath, but keep listening to what he had to say about me here. I don't know, whatever it is. I haven't seen all of it. So I'd rather it be raw and have a natural reaction to what I'm gonna see in here and, and start taking it from there. And then do people know who he is? Is it one of those? I mean, he's got like 60-something thousand uh, subscribers on on YouTube. I mean, I actually had 300,000 at the time on my main channel. They were looking at my Fireside Chat channel, which is now up to uh, 82,000. So I guess a year ago I was at 60,000. Now I'm at 82,000. Anyway, my main channel has 350 or 400,000, somewhere in that vicinity. So for what it's worth. Okay, I, I, that's a I lot. Guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So he's like, no God. And if you believe in God, you know what? I'm, we're not going to judge. We'll just see what he yeah. has to say. Then you started doing that tour, the Reawaken America tour. And that's when you went yeah, full I blown. Two, I did two Q spots on that tour. Right. All right. Let's go. Let, 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 let's see. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. You guys right. know Jim Brewer, right? Yeah. It's super weird to hear yourself talk like that out of nowhere. So anyway, wow. I look so young there. <laughs> Anyways. So that's Jim Brewer, and that was his reaction to me covering him the last time. Now, he actually contacted me and asked me if I wanted to debate him. And I think it would be fine. I think that he was operating in good faith, and I'm certainly operating in good faith. So I think the debate would have gone fine, but I'm just not a good debater, honestly. Hell, maybe I am a good debater. I've just never done it in a, like a professional setting. I don't like to debate. I feel like it's a charisma contest. I prefer to have a conversation and talk through things you know rather than debate so that's neither here nor there the point is jim brewer is back at it he decided to go back out here and spread this stuff once again so listen to this clip this is just a short uh, minute and a half piece from his recent set at the reawaken america tour once again late january 2023 check it out I still have my in-laws. My in-laws are like, we gotta get our flu shot, then a booster, then another booster. <laughs> I say, you know, people are starting to die. Where'd you hear that? That's a fair question. Where did you hear that? Is there any evidence of this? This is how a conspiracy mindset works, okay? There is no evidence of people suddenly dying. Okay, there's this conspiracy video that came out not too long ago. I think it's called Suddenly Died or something like that. And it tries to make the case for the idea that people are just dropping dead out of nowhere when that's just not happening. There is no evidence for it. And how do they answer to the fact that there is no evidence for it? It's a cover-up. 
This is a conspiracy mindset. Everything contributes to your belief in this conspiracy. If there is evidence, well, there you go. It proves it right there. If there is no evidence at all, they're trying to cover it up. If there is actually evidence contrary to disprove the conspiracy, well, they're framing people. They're, they're setting it up to make it look like it's not true when it really is. Literally everything contributes to the belief whether there's evidence or not. That's the problem here. People are not suddenly dying. But you know what? May 2021, TikTok videos like this were all over the place. Caption says, my dad trying to buy me off from getting the vaccine. I, I don't want money though. Like, I know you don't, but I don't know what else to do. You didn't do this to Michael and Kelsey. They already got it. Don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? What do you think I'm fucking crazy? Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this flu season, most of you will be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? Okay. He believes that by the end of the flu season, 2021, two years ago, most of them would be dead. When that didn't happen, they had to make up conspiracy theories to explain why that didn't happen. That's why the video Suddenly Died came out. It's all conspiracy. Look, Jim, you want me to believe you. I'm willing to, really. I'm willing to believe literally anything, literally anything that you have to tell me. I just need solid statistics. I need something to go off of. And right now, I've got nothing. Now, I'm not opposed to him telling these jokes. I honestly, I think the jokes are dumb as dog shit, but that's just because of my political position. The guy's really funny, actually. He really is. If his jokes weren't political, he would actually be really, really funny. Just his mannerisms, his cadence, his tone, everything. He just, he knows how to craft a joke, really. He really does. Just make it about something that's actually an entertaining subject is all I'm asking. Anyway, keep listening to his set at Reawaken America this past year. That. What are you, one of those conspiracy theorists? It's a good question, Jim. I mean, really. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> what are you, a cult member? Again. It's a fair question. You know, I, I, I'm being dead serious. The beliefs that he has espoused up to this point, I'm, I'm talking Jim Brewer, are the same beliefs that I see coming from cult members every single day. I'll, I'll get to those in a minute, but let's finish this set first. Extremist, one of them. <laughs> It's a DeMar Hamlin joke. If you're unfamiliar because you're watching Five Years in the Future or something, there's, a, I think, a 24-year-old kid who's in the NFL, and he's playing football, and he gets hit in the chest as he does a tackle, and he fell over and almost died because if you hit your heart at exactly the right spot at exactly the right moment when it's about to beat, it can stop it from beating and cause a heart attack, basically. And that's what happened. 
Now, conspiracy theorists, I know Jim doesn't like that word, but that's the appropriate term for it. Conspiracy theorists claimed that it was a vaccine when we didn't even know if he was vaccinated or not. Okay, we had no idea if De- if Damar Hamlin had received the vaccine in the first place. And they started claiming when we had a perfectly reasonable explanation, when the doctors were telling us what happened to him, they started claiming that it was the vaccine with zero evidence. In fact, evidence to the contrary, evidence to disprove what they were saying. And they came out here and claimed it blindly anyways. That is the conspiracy mindset. If if there's evidence in favor of it, they believe it. If there's evidence against it, they believe it. If there's no evidence at all, they believe it. conspiracy theorist yeah i mean i'm sorry man if you want me to believe this stuff you got to give me evidence i just need evidence that's it now usually when i say that i just need evidence they'll come out and they'll say well conspiracy theorists have like 27 wins and zero losses so far which is complete nonsense that's not true at all but even if it were true even if that were the case like the COVID lab leak conspiracy theory. COVID did not leak from a lab, as far as we can tell. But if scientists came out tomorrow and discovered that, in fact, it had, you would not have been justified in assuming that before the evidence came, okay? You can't make these assumptions blindly with zero evidence and count it as a win when it turns out it was the case. You were not justified in believing this stuff before the evidence came out. I just want to really drill this home. Since we're talking about Jim Brewer, I mean, if you're really curious about this guy, you can go back and watch my other video with him. It's on my Fireside Chat channel. But I just want to show you why I called him a QAnoner in the first place, like forever ago, like a year or two ago. I have like multiple videos of, of the things that the guy has said. Uh, if you're curious, I got it from Right Wing Watch's Twitter account. It's not like I stalked the guy or something. I just happened to cross these clips from him. But this one is from late January 2022. He was on his own podcast, The Bruniverse. Listen to what he had to say. I'm telling you people, when you see this, it's a very special club. You had to be indoctrinated to get that club. He's saying when people cover the side of their face like this and you see it in a picture, it's a sign that they are an elite groomer, secret cabal, adrenochrome drinking. Blah, 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 blah. That's what he's saying right now. Seriously. When you see black eyes, that's a club. You have to be indoctrinated by that club. And people believe that he knows what he's talking about because he is, quote unquote, an elite, i.e., He's got a lot of money and he knows a lot of people that are high up because he's, you know, he was on SNL for a while and stuff like that. He's famous, super famous. There you go. That's the meat dress of Lady Gaga. Now, you ain't telling me she joined a special, creepy, demonic club. And 
when these people are finally put... Dude, did you ever consider the possibility that maybe she's just a fucking weirdo? That one ever cross your mind? Maybe she's just weird. Maybe she just does weird things. Maybe she likes being shocking in public. Lots of celebrities like being shocking. Why did you assume it was demons? In that category, the demons that are pulling their strings put them on the highest, highest ladder to become popular, to sway everyone in the wrong direction. It's yep. been a classic move since the beginning of time. Roman Empire, it goes on and on and on and on. Absolutely unhinged from reality. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sorry, man. I just, the ideas that you're laying out for us are ridiculous. There's no evidence to back any of them up. And guess what? That doesn't mean that we should believe it despite that fact. I need something. Give me anything. I, I will believe whatever you tell me, whatever. I just need you to like give me something to work off of is it. That's all I need. And suddenly you got a platform with 350,000 subscribers to shout your message out to. If you could just prove it to me, that's all I'm asking. Prove it. If you're curious, Jim Brewer went to that event, the Reawaken America Tour. This is the leader of the Reawaken America Tour, the founder, the guy who started and runs the conference currently. This is Clay Clark. I want to give you an idea of the types of things that Clay Clark believes. Okay, now this isn't like a guilt by association type of situation. I'm okay with Jim Brewer showing up at this place. I just want to give you an idea of what kind of place this is. I want to give you an idea of the types of ideas that are being espoused there. This isn't just like some moderate, you know, run a, a middle of the road convention where where people are getting together and having a good time and just chatting. This is a full blown QAnon conspiracy theorist event. Now, for what it's worth, I think Clay Clark specifically denounces QAnon since they claimed that they were hit with an anthrax attack at one of his events. Complete nonsense. Anyway, so I guess not technically QAnon, but that level. Just listen to what he had to say here. Early January 2022. This is Clay Clark. The models that said the 2.2 million Americans would die from COVID, those are false, and they're funded by Bill Gates. I got it. Okay. The PCR tests are false, and the guy who invented them, Kerry Mullis, has said Fauci's a pathological liar. The treatments for COVID are being withheld. Okay. Then I researched at timetofreeamerica.com. I put all my research there. But I discovered that the Rockefeller plan, which I had in my possession, uh, had been written in 2010, which called for the release of a synthetic virus, quarantines, curfews, mandates, forced vaccinations, and ultimately putting you into quarantine camps if you don't take the RNA-modifying nanotechnology. Now, somebody today reached out to me, and they weren't aware of this, and their, their mind exploded. I talked to them, talked them off the ledge, because I want you to know this proves God is real. If any of that were true, it still wouldn't prove God was real, okay? And also, you forgot your tinfoil hat. All of that is absolutely unhinged from reality. You think that's bad? It gets even worse. Check this one out. This one's late March 2022. This dude goes so far off the rails, you can't even see him from where you're standing. What do people need to understand in your estimation? What we need to understand is that Congress is working on legislation called H.R. 6666. That's H.R. and then four sixes. That legislation, if that were passed would make every single person on the planet, or at least in America, to take an RNA-modifying nanotechnology inside your body that has the capacity to control your thoughts. 
told you, dude, he needs that tinfoil hat so that they can't control his thoughts. If he just has the tinfoil hat, it will reflect those beams back out so that they can't penetrate his, his head to get to his thoughts. That's the original purpose of tinfoil hats, by the by, to deflect beams that are trying to steal your thoughts. Seriously, this is full-blown. This is the type of thing I would see from a schizophrenic. No joke. This is the type of thing I expect to see from a schizophrenic person. And this was a year ago. Did this ever happen? Did they ever try to control your thoughts through RNA 666 technology, whatever the hell that means? Did it ever actually happen? Of course not. Every time they make a claim like this, it falls flat, of course, and they have to retroactively go back and correct the claim or change it or modify it a little bit or double down and claim that it actually did happen when it absolutely didn't. Hell, they based this claim off of zero evidence. Why can't they base the claim that it actually did happen off of zero evidence, too? Keep listening. So everybody out there needs to make sure that all of your elected officials need to know, do not let H.R. 6666 pass and do not take those RNA modifying nanotechnologies inside your body. If you've already taken the shots inside your body and you have concerns, please go to timetofreeamerica.com and just come out to one of our events because we have doctors Uh, scientists and people that know what's going on that are developing therapies and treatments that can help reverse uh, some of the side effects of these uh, quote-unquote gene therapy, RNA-modifying nanotechnology vaccines. All right. Disconnected from reality, dude. The dude is no longer living in reality with the rest of us, straight up. I mean, if that doesn't seal the deal for you, God, I hope I don't get a copyright strike or something. Check this out. This is one of the, I guess they had a band show up and play a song at the, uh, whatchamacallit, at uh, the Reawaken America tour. Listen to this. In what you say, stop the shot. Stop the shot. I'm saying stop the shot. Devastate the broken fate of the viral state that threatens where we stay. Stop the shot. Sing it. Stop the shot. Stop the shot. It might be hot. We lost the plot. We'll find another way. We've lost the plot, he says. Yeah, I would say so. Stop the shot, yeah. Stop the shot. Cause ivermectin, you can trust. Cause ivermectin, you can trust. Oh my God, dude. It's as dependable as a New York City bus. Is that good or bad? A New York City bus? I mean, New York City bus has been pretty dependable to me. And if they're late, which does happen sometimes, there's another one coming in five minutes. That They have it set up on a staggered schedule like that. But what, what was it that he said at the beginning? Let's listen one more time, just the very beginning here. Stop the shot. Stop the shot. To devastate the broken fate of the viral state. To devastate the broken fate of the viral state? Of the viral state that threatens where we stay. That threatens where we stay. I don't understand. What does that even mean? Has it not been proven by now that ivermectin is absolutely worthless as far as curing COVID goes? It's not helping anybody? 
I mean, this has been studied backward and forward. Ivermectin is not helpful. It was never helpful. Like, are these people ever going to accept the fact that they really are conspiracy theorists? At what point are they going to come back to reality with the rest of us? (laughs) So, you know, people are starting to die. Where'd you hear that? What are you, one of those conspiracy theorists? He is, in fact, a conspiracy theorist. I'm sorry, man. Jim, please convince me. You have my email address. Send me an email. I'll watch for it. I would love for you to convince me that you are correct on this stuff so that I can start spreading the truth too. If you are correct, I want to be correct also. That's all it'd take. It's just some proof. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. Next, we're going to talk about QAnoner Liz Crokin calling for Hillary Clinton's arrest over Pizzagate at a recent conspiracy convention. She did the same thing at an event held by Trump about a month ago. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. What are they going to do when they they find out that they've been so brainwashed and fooled i mean and how humiliating how humiliating for these people they're gonna be mortified that they were so fooled and they were so dumb and they were so naive and that's why we need to have compassion for these people even though it's going to be tough because a lot of these people were really awful to us and were really mean to us and mocked us for trying to tell the truth this is liz crokin full-blown q saying that you and I were really awful to her because she was spreading her QAnon beliefs all over all over everything, and we're going to be mortified when we find out that she was right about QAnon all along. Poor Liz Crokin. I just want to give you an idea of who this person is because she just showed up at a, a conspiracy convention just the other day, and spread her nutter buttery all over everything. It is a mess. So I want to give you an idea of some of the other things that she said, some of the predictions she's made, some of the beliefs that she holds leading up to this. Check this one out. Early August 2019, she went on the the MC Files, is what it's called. Chris McDonald is the guy's name. He hosts all kinds of nutter butters. Check out what she had to say on there. Early August 2019. No one's going to be President Trump, number one. And the media continues to lie about his numbers. And he won by a much bigger margin than the media to this day is reporting. Okay, so let me just break this down. 2019, this is before the election took place, about a year before the election, the 2020 election takes place. She says, nobody's going to beat Donald Trump. He is unbeatable as a presidential candidate because he's so loved and adored by everybody. And the media is painting an inaccurate picture of how hated he is. People actually love the guy. The media to this day is reporting. Um, So so that's number one. Number two, I think this is all going to be a moot point because I think many of these candidates, if not all of them, 
will end up in jail before 2020. <laughs> Many candidates will end up in jail before 2020. Wow. So she was making a prediction a year out that Biden and every other candidate that was running for president in 2020, originally, you know, Bernie Sanders and whoever else was running, I forget now, they are all going to be in jail before the 2020 election, so it's not going to matter. I'm sorry, man. Look, she's upset that we're mocking her. Don't say stupid shit, okay? Don't say things like this, and you won't get mocked. So, <laughs> I'm not asking that. I'm serious. So many of them are involved in crimes against humanity, treason, you know, pay-to-play, and unfortunately... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on. Treason, you say. Okay. Pay-to-play... And unfortunately, many of them are involved in child trafficking. So, you know, are any of these candidates going to be standing by next summer? I truly wouldn't be surprised if none of them are standing. Absolutely nuts, dude. That was the QAnon way to make all kinds of claims about an oncoming storm is what they called it, the storm. And this storm was supposed to be this big event where the white hat military, as they call it, is going to come in and reveal themselves as the real leaders of the country because, you know, Trump apparently didn't win. Eventually down the line, the white hat military was going to install Trump as the leader, despite the fact that he lost the election. And they're going to set everything right. They're going to correct all of the wrongs and arrest all of the people that did bad things, Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and John Podesta and all the other people, and everything was going to work out in the end. Interestingly enough, the storm, as they call it, was actually supposed to be January 6th, or vice versa. January 6th was supposed to be the storm, actually, and it failed miserably. It was, it's basically just a coup to take control of the U.S. government. They found out pretty quickly that they didn't have anywhere near as much support as they thought they did. And it all fell to pieces after that. QAnon didn't send another message after that for, like, years. Unfortunately, QAnon has come out of the woodwork once again. It's revived, you know, the person that claims to be the guy that leads QAnon, Q Clearance Patriots, what he calls himself, has come out of the woodwork and he's started posting messages again. Nonsensical garbage, of course. But you know the true believers, like Liz Crokin and the praying medic by the fact that they never gave up on it. They never stopped believing for a second, even though Q Clearance Patriot didn't post anything to any online forums to keep the belief system alive for years up until recently. This one's mid-August 2022. I just want to give you an idea of who she is because she showed up at a conspiracy convention, if you remember. I want to talk about that in a second, but I want to give you a well-formed-out idea of who Liz Crokin really is and what she believes. Before we watch it, let me explain adrenochrome, though. Um, adrenochrome is oxygenated adrenaline, and it can be extracted pretty safely from the blood. Why would you? You wouldn't. There's no real purpose to it. QAnoners believe that it's used as a drug. It's not. You can buy it on eBay, or I, I don't know if uh, biological materials are allowed to be sold on eBay or not, but people have bought it on eBay. It's really not hard to access. Scientists are legally allowed to access adrenochrome. It's just a chemical. Oxygenated adrenaline. 
and it doesn't do anything for you except give you a headache, basically. If you want adrenaline, you can just get adrenaline through like an EpiPen or by other means. Like adrenaline is available to be purchased. Why would you want to use spent adrenaline? That's what it is. Oxygenated adrenaline. Anyway, she claims adrenochrome is a secret drug that elites use. And it has to be extracted from children who are still alive. It's just nonsense. All of it. None of it's true. It's all easily disproven. Anyway, uh, listen to this clip from Liz Crokin where she talks about adrenochrome. It's a core QAnon belief. That's why I mention it. The White Hats tainted the elite's adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus. And that's why so many members of the elite's are getting the coronavirus, if indeed they do have their coronavirus. Wait, so she says she doesn't even know if they have the virus, but she's claiming that the White Hats tainted their supply with it? What? Like, literally nothing she said just now made any sense at all to a logical person, to any person. Um, so adrenochrome is a drug that the elites love. It comes from from children the drug is extracted from the pituitary gland adrenal gland is what she meant and somebody in the chat says are there any pros to it no there aren't there aren't any pros there are no benefits there is no reason to ever take adrenochrome like i said it's just a chemical that's used by scientists to study the way that adrenaline is processed through the body or whatever else you you don't want to eat it it gives you a headache that's it it is not used nor has it ever been used as a drug. It is not possible to use it as a drug because it's not a drug. It's just a chemical used in labs. That's it. The pituitary gland of tortured children. It's sold on the black market. It's the drug of the elites. It's their favorite drug. It is... No. Beyond evil. It's demonic. It is so sick. So there is a theory that the White Hats tainted their adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus. Using that word theory a little liberally there, isn't she? No, there is no theory, quote-unquote, about this. Just completely made up, all of it. But she is a true believer. Liz Crokin will say and do absolutely anything to buy into what Trump and QAnon believers are selling. I'd be willing to bet she even bought Donald Trump's NFTs. I would bet anything she's one of the people who purchased those things. January 20th, 2021. This is Inauguration Day. So Biden is inaugurated on this day. And this is where the clip from the very beginning came from, was this video. She is faced with the reality now that she was wrong. She is forced to face the reality that Joe Biden is the president of the United States and Donald Trump is not. That directly contradicts her already existing beliefs in QAnon. We will all be vindicated. I know it. I bet. Totally. Very soon. You know, definitely within our lifetimes, but very soon. Any minute now. Before pre pres President Trump's presidency is over, we are living in biblical times. We are living in a time where God is exposing all evil. And, you know, I've been calling John Podesta for almost two years straight now. And people. Okay, if you're unfamiliar with this whole belief with QAnon, 
Podesta was uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, I believe. And he was victim of a spear phishing attack. It's like a, a, a hacking attack, basically, where somebody sends him an email to log into an account, his Apple account or his Android account, Google or whatever it happens to be. You sign into your account through this link and they say it's urgent. You have to sign up here now. So you click on the link in your email or your text or wherever you received this message and you enter your username and password and it redirects you to Google's website or whatever. And then, uh, and then it prompts you to enter your information again. Kind of weird, doesn't really make any sense, but okay, you enter the information again. You're not seeing any evidence of this thing that it was saying you needed to resolve, so you just go on about your day. The website that you clicked originally in the email or the text or whatever was fake. It was modeled to look exactly like Gmail's website or Apple's website or whoever. And when you typed your email and password in, it went to the hacker's database. That is what happened. Russia, this is proven unequivocally, by the by. Russia did a spear phishing attack on Hillary Clinton's campaign manager to get his email address and his password, and they succeeded. So Russia logs in, gets all of his email records, passes them to Julian Assange through WikiLeaks. Julian Assange releases them publicly. That's how all of this came to be. And Hillary's campaign manager's name was, wait for it, Podesta. Was it Anthony Podesta or John Podesta? Let me look. John Podesta was the campaign manager. I'm sorry, campaign chairman for the Clinton campaign in 2016. So yeah, John Podesta. And he has a brother named Anthony Podesta, I think, or a cousin or something. Anyway, so uh, WikiLeaks releases their email addresses and QAnon, I'm sorry, WikiLeaks releases their emails and QAnon sifts through the emails that Russia released to WikiLeaks and finds mention of a pizza parlor known as Comet ping pong pizza i believe and they made something out of this like they read into this and believed that anytime pizza was mentioned it was a secret symbol that like they were going to be taking these kids and like draining adrenochrome out of their bodies or some other complete garbage made up from absolutely nothing all of it and she bought it she ate it up hook line and sinker and spread it around as much as she possibly could for years. And she wasn't just the she wasn't the only one either. This is like a stochastic event that took place. This wasn't an event where a single person was spreading disinformation about somebody. If that were the case, it would be possible to like sue them for defamation or something. But there were like a billion people, well, you know, a million people maybe, all over the place spreading these ideas and beliefs and nonsense to everybody around them through like telegram channels and places that aren't monitored places that you have to have invites to access but there was like a pipeline to other people that believed similarly that all this stuff spread through it was a full-blown stochastic terrorist event so anyways keep listening to what she had to say here kinds of accusations but the evidence is so undeniable i have no problem doing it and it, you'll notice he hasn't threatened to sue me, and many people have called him a No one's threatened. He hasn't threatened to sue anyone. I mean, Andrew Breitbart called him a That's probably because they're all 
judgment proof. He wouldn't get a penny out of them if he won. And even so, defamation is really hard to prove in America. But aside from all of that, saying anything about it at all would probably be a mistake for your public image. Like, a lot of this stuff is being spread through these weird little insular circles that exist in the dark web where no one else really has access but these weird little nutcases. And you suing them would make it all public record and blow it out of the water. The press would get a hold of it and they'd spread it all over the place. The best idea is to let it sit in these insular little circles and stew and try to deal with it from a stochastic perspective. But all that being said, the fact that somebody is not suing somebody else is not evidence that something is true. That's ridiculous. Maybe he doesn't have the money that he needs. Do you ever think about that one? Maybe he's not as rich as you believe him to be or something. Like, there are a billion reasons for this. Oh, and by the way, she's a reporter. She's not a nobody. She started out as a reporter that had some level of credibility. And then she went down the QAnon pipeline. That's why people know who she is in the first place. She's actually pretty reputable, or was back then at least. Years ago, before they knocked him off, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to see John Podesta and his brother arrested. That, that annou- I, I would guess that announcement, without a doubt, will be made before the end of the, this year. You know? Ooh, <laughs> oops. Uh, just picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies there, didn't she? So uh, that was a year ago, and here we sit, still waiting. I'm sorry, that was two years ago, actually. That's when the prediction was made. The prediction failed a year ago, so there's that. I, dude, I love it when they make predictions like that. I just eat it up. This year, you know, and, and, and all this stuff is going to be exposed, and we'll, we'll all be vindicated, and these rings will be totally broken up, the kids will be saved, and it'll be glorious. I bet, I bet, totally. What are, you gonna, what are they going to do when they, when they find out that they've been so brainwashed and fooled? I mean, and how... She's talking about us. What are we going to do when we find out we were so suckered by the deep state? Humiliating. How humiliating for these people. That they're going to be mortified that they were so fooled and they were so dumb and they were so naive. Absolutely. So embarrassing that I didn't believe QAnon, right? God, I'm glad I dodged that bullet by buying into it early. And that's why we need to have compassion for these people, even though it's going to be tough, because a lot of these people were really awful to us and were really mean to us and mocked us for trying to tell the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to tell the truth is what she was doing, 100%. So that's Liz Crokin, reporter. I wanted to talk about what she had to say recently at the Reawaken America tour. This is a tour that took place at Greg Locke's church this time around. It's run by a guy named Clay Clark, complete conspiracy nut. If you're curious about some of the other people that have been there, I'm releasing some other stuff this week about the Reawaken America tour. Uh, Jim Brewer was there too, and he did this whole conspiratorial set. I think that video released two days ago if you want to see it. Kind of interesting, I thought. Anyways, listen to what she had to say at Reawaken America Tour, late January 2023. We have the power to demand that the law enforcement, FBI, the Department of Justice, that they look into Hillary Clinton and crimes against children. Are you kidding me? She's still going on about Hillary Clinton to this day, dude. 2023, okay? 
This stuff happened eight years ago. Eight years ago, she ran for uh, for president. I'm sorry, seven years ago. Seven years ago, dude, she ran for president seven years ago. When are they going to move past Hillary, okay? I've got buttery mails stuck in my head 24-7 on repeat because that's all they talk about. Butter emails, butter emails. It's all about her emails. That's all they talk about, dude, is buttery mails 24-7. That's all that's on the brain is buttery mails. And it's still on their brain seven years later. I mean, I can't blame them, dude. I've had buttery mails on my brain since all this started, too, for what it's worth. But it's not going to happen unless we demand it. So I encourage you all to get involved, speak up, expose this stuff, talk about that laptop, talk about Anthony Weiner's laptop, as if these nutcases haven't been speaking up and screaming about all this stuff anyways this whole time. Uh, okay, I, context time. What she's referring to here with Anthony Weiner's laptop. Anthony Weiner was a congressman, I think, or a senator. I believe he's a congressman. Anthony Weiner, American former politician, served as U.S. representative for New York's 9th con congressional district from, from 1999 until his resignation in 2011. Oh, really? Was it 2011? I thought it was a lot more recent than that. Okay, so let me tell you about the laptop she mentioned. Anthony Weiner famously was arrested, and I think he even went to jail for sending explicit images to people he shouldn't have been sending them to. I think girls who were right on the line of legal, and I think he even crossed that line into underage He's sending explicit pictures to them, right? And he rightly got in a lot of trouble for that and rightly went to jail for that, to, to my knowledge. Well, according to QAnon, everything from here forward is complete nonsense and fabricated by the same people who showed up at in Dallas on the grassy knoll to wait for JFK Jr. to show up, a dude that's been dead since 1994 so that he could run with Donald Trump for president. Oh, you thought I was joking, didn't you? Look at all these QAnon shirts. No, I was dead serious. QAnoners actually stood on the grassy knoll and waited for a dead man to show up to run with Donald Trump for, like, run as his vice president or whatever. I'm not joking, okay? Those are the same people, okay? So everything that I say past this point is completely fabricated by those people. The story goes, according to QAnon, the cops showed up at Anthony Weiner's house to arrest him, and they found his laptop. Now, on that laptop was a video of Hillary Clinton and Anthony Weiner's wife, a.k.a. Huma Abedin, which is, I think, her uh, Hillary Clinton's secretary or something at one point. They were working together. So supposedly there's a video of Huma Abedin and Hillary Clinton on that laptop basically torturing this kid to get adrenochrome out of them, pretty much. And QAnon, I mean, this is completely made up, but QAnon got oddly specific with their claim, like disturbingly specific. To come up with a story like that, somebody's got to have a really depraved mind to have even thought of it in the first place. It was disgusting, some of the stuff that they described seeing in this video i mean it's completely made up all of it there's no reason to believe any of it but that's what anthony weiner's laptop is all about that's what she's talking about it is largely the basis for like the whole QAnon movement this is kind of how it got started QAnon was originally just one guy posting to social media 
to a 4chan account or whatever, a 4chan board. And the claim is that Hillary Clinton was about to be arrested for what was found on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Of course, she was never arrested. None of it's true. Like, literally nothing all the way down. It's all garbage. But they believed it anyways. So there's your context for what she just said. Let's keep listening. Close this stuff. Talk about that laptop. Talk about Anthony Weiner's laptop. Talk about the IG report. Okay, here's another one. The IAG, the... Uh, No, the OIG is actually what it is. The Office of the Inspector General report. I believe that this is is basically the Mueller report. QAnoners believed that Donald Trump was actually working with Robert Mueller to expose the deep state. That's really what the probe was about. I guess they couldn't handle the idea that somebody was investigating Donald Trump in the first place. So QAnon just went completely nuts, screaming about people releasing the OIG report. Well, when this started, it had already released, but they claimed that there was another secret, you know, report that was being hidden that they wanted released, despite the fact that we already have it. Donald Trump wasn't working with Robert Mueller to expose the deep state, okay? Just where are their heads? Just where are their heads? It's just like an endless, bottomless pit of nonsense with these people. Talk about that laptop. Talk about Anthony Weiner's laptop. Talk about the IG report. Don't let people forget about it. If you want to see her locked up. Hillary, presumably. I don't think anybody cares anymore. Why do you still care? It's not going to happen if you don't do anything. So I encourage you all to get fired up, get involved, and don't stop fighting until that woman and all her associates get the justice that they deserve. People literally cheering for this, okay? That's right. Lock her up. They are literally cheering, lock her up, dude. It's 2023, and they are cheering, lock her up right now. What the hell is happening? That is absolutely unhinged from reality. That's not where it stops, dude. She went to Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump's house, okay? And she gave this long-winded, drawn-out speech about Pizzagate. Remember earlier I mentioned Anthony Podesta's or John Podesta, I'm sorry, John Podesta's emails and how he was victim of a spear phishing attack and all that stuff. And, you know, they claimed that anytime he said the word pizza, he was talking about like boys or something like that. And he was trying to capture kids and whatever other thing. That's that's Pizzagate. That's what that is. They believed that in the basement of Comet Ping Pong Pizza Parlor, where the Podestas and the Clintons occasionally go to eat pizza and discuss things. They believe that in the basement, they had people captured and kidnapped and tied up, and they were, I don't know, draining their adrenochrome to stay young or whatever other nonsense, like completely fabricated garbage. And they spread it so much that somebody actually showed up there 
and attacked the place to free these people that were like being held captive there. There is no basement in this pizza parlor. It was all made up, all of it. That's what Pizzagate is. I thought that this was proven unequivocally. But here we have Liz Crokin talking about Pizzagate and QAnon at Donald Trump's house, mid-December 2022. But it's also important to note that some of the top people working at Balenciaga were also openly promoting cannibalism, satanic ritualistic abuse. Openly promoting? Like this is public? Like they were coming out there and saying, hey, I want to take part in ritual sacrifices or satanic rituals or whatever other nonsense? I don't remember this. Where the hell was I? This is something I'd be interested in, for real. Uh, blood rituals, child abuse. I mean, some of the worst stuff you've ever seen. Now, when Pizzagate came out in 20... 20- There's that mention of Pizzagate, remember? It was made up then, and it's made up now. And here we are, 2023, and she's still repeating it. She is still spreading this nonsense to this day. She came out in 2016. A lot of associates of the Clintons shared very similar content on their social media pages. Dude, I don't even know what she's talking about. Shared similar content? Yeah, of course. They're politicians. Why wouldn't they share similar content? I share similar content with David Pakman, right? But doesn't mean like we're in some cabal together or some other shit. Like, what's she talking about right now? I encourage you to look into John and to Tony Podesta's art. Balenciaga, Pizzagate, the Podestas, it all ties together. I bet. Sure, sure. Absolutely. You know what? She forgot her tinfoil hat. I'm just now noticing. I'm not sure where that that hat is that that she should be wearing right now. Seems like that's the next logical step for her, right? Is a tinfoil hat? Absolutely absurd, dude. Absolutely absurd. And uh, here's where it gets interesting. I I mean, you know, this is about the end, but I do want to point out that this event that she went to, this Reawaken America tour where she talked about all this stuff. This took place at none other than Greg Locke's church. He spoke at this event and he held this event at his church. That should tell you all you need to know about Greg Locke. Full-blown QAnoner. Anyway, let me know what you think about this in the comments. Let me know if you want to see more stuff like this. Next, we're going to talk about anti-vaxxers fabricating an excuse for why people aren't suddenly dying like was claimed by them years ago. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. I don't want money though. Like, I know you don't, but I don't know what else to do. This is a dad trying to buy his daughter off from getting the vaccine back in 2021. You didn't do this to Michael and Kelsey. They already got it. Don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? What do you think I'm crazy? What can we do to help these people? It is so deeply sad. 
Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you will be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? Okay. This was common sentiment a few years ago. Everybody and their brother believed that, well, all the conspiracy theorists at least, believed that the vaccine was going to get you, it was going to take you out. Most people would be gone. They'd just suddenly die by the end of the summer or by the end of the flu season. 2021 is when this video came out. 2021. And here we sit years later with nothing to show for it. Nobody suddenly died from the vaccine. Nobody suffered. There was no, you know, bizarre mass adverse effect like, you know, everybody was suddenly sterile, like they couldn't have children. None of that. None of that happened. So how are they dealing with it now? And what kinds of claims are we looking at with some of these people? This is Sherry Tenpenny. I don't know if you heard of her, but she's one of the most vocal propagandists against the vaccine all the way back to when the vaccine was first released, which I think it was first released in 2020, late 2020, early 2021, I think, when it came out and was available to the public. She's been propagandizing about it all the way since then. Listen to what she had to say. Oh, yeah. Here's something else about Sherry Tenpenny. You remember all that stuff a while back about keys and sticking keys to your forehead and stuff like that? People said if you take the vaccine, you're magnetic. You remember all that? That was Sherry Tenpenny that spread a lot of it. I mean, you know, it, it spread all over TikTok, but she's one of the loudest repeaters of this nonsense. Protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it. I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the Internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. Complete nonsense. And put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick. Because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected. This completely made up. All of it is completely made up. This is all the way back in early April 2022. Listen to what she had to say then. The more shots you get, the more, the more you destroy your immune system and the faster that happens. And it's anticipated, the German data says... Before she even says it, what German data? Can you give me some information about where to find this alleged German data? That by the end of 2022, every fully vaccinated person over the age of 30 may have the equivalent of full-blown vaccine-induced immune-suppressed AIDS. She just claimed that people who got vaccinated are going to have AIDS from the vaccine. And when was it she said this is going to happen? That by the end of 2022. Ooh, yeah, that one didn't really play out the way you expected there, did it, uh, Sherry? That one's kind of embarrassing. So I hear you asking, how did they deal with the fact that they just blatantly flat out lied and got caught in that lie? How did they deal with that fact? Here we are years later, and there's nothing to show for it. How many people did she say would have AIDS? Every fully vaccinated person over the age of 30. Every fully vaccinated person over the age of 30 will have AIDS by the end of 2022. It was made up. It was fabricated. And she knew it was BS, in my opinion. 
And now she has to account for the fact that she lied to everybody around her, to gigantic audiences. How does she deal with that? Well, she just came out and she had more to say on this subject. She went to a conference called the Reawaken America Tour. It was held at none other than our old buddy Greg Locke's church. He held or he hosted the Reawaken America Tour with Clay Clark and a bunch of other Nutter Butters. And I wanted to see what she had to say about her past predictions or possibly future predictions at the Reawaken America Tour. Listen to this, late January 2023. Now we're seeing the tsunami of deaths that I've been talking about since the beginning of 21. Millions of people are going to die. You know, when Judy Mc... Interesting. We are seeing the tsunami of deaths. Millions of people are going to die. Just a flat-out blatant lie on her part. Do you have any idea how much millions of people is? Holy shit, dude. 58,000 people died in Vietnam, 40 million died in World War I, and 116,000 Americans died in World War I. She's saying millions, millions of people are going to die in short order. Millions of people are going to die. You know, when Judy Mikovits came out on Plandemic... At Plandemic is a conspiracy video that these types of people spread all over everything. Judy Mikovits came out on Plandemic at the beginning of that and said that that more than 50 million people are going to die. And everybody was like, whoa. And when they started interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to say whoa to that. 50 million people. Do you have any idea how many people that is? That's 15 percent of the U.S. population. That is every black man, woman and child in the country. That's how many people that is. That's absolutely insane that they would claim something like that. And she's saying it with a straight face. Keep listening. And when they started interviewing me and, I, and asked me, what did I think about that number? I said, it's way too low. So she thinks it's going to be more than 15%. Wow. She is so completely full of it. And she's saying it with a straight face. Does she believe this stuff? Is she a true believer? Or does she know she's lying? It's going to be much more than 50 million people in America alone. And we're already starting to see it. No, we aren't. Not a lick of evidence from these people, notice. They never provide evidence. So the tsunami of deaths is coming. It's already here. And I believe that what's happening now and is starting to happen now is the tsunami of regret of the people that fell for the lies your friends and family members and parents and children and all they did to your grandchildren just could not be told otherwise. I'm not feeling any regret. I got well, four shots or something like that. I have my vaccine card in my pocket. I carry that bad boy around. Absolutely zero regret from me or anybody that I know. See, this is the, the key to their whole belief system here. She claimed by the end of 2022, people were going to have full-blown AIDS if they got vaccinated and they were over 30. And lo and behold, that didn't happen. She claimed 50 million people were going to die, more even, and it never happened. How does she justify continuing this nonsense, spreading it even further, convincing more people that she was right all along? 
You know, there's something called cognitive dissonance. You've probably heard of this before, but there's a guy named Leon Festinger. He wrote a book called When Prophecy Fails, and it was about this UFO cult. These people, a professor at a college and his assistants and his students and some other people were involved in this whole thing, who were convinced that a UFO was going to come pick them up on December 23rd, I think, the day before the entire Earth is flooded, Noah's Flood style. They were convinced the aliens were going to come. They're convinced they're receiving messages from the aliens actively. They're beaming information about this into their heads. And when January 23rd rolls around and nothing happens, what happened? How did they respond to that? They changed their beliefs. This book, When Prophecy Fails, and its author, Leon Festinger, are where the term cognitive dissonance was coined. Leon Festinger coined that term. He came up with it for this book, for this study. And he determined that when people are pushed up against a wall with their existing beliefs, and they have no way out of the claims that they've already made, they have no way to deal with the fact that they were wrong about something that they said. They deal with it in four different ways, okay? Now, there are only a couple that I'm really worried about, so let's talk about those. The first one that people do when they're faced with the fact that reality is not in line with their beliefs is they'll make up an entirely new story to fit the already existing beliefs and fit reality both, right? So Donald Trump is prophesied to be the president in 2022, Supposedly, this guy goes to the future, God takes him to the future, and shows him in 2022, Donald Trump is the president, right? Into this, uh, went through this portal, nobody was wearing a mask. Glory to God. It was a thing of the past. The mask, the virus is going bye-bye. And I didn't know what year it was, so I saw a gentleman pass by me. And as he was passing by me, I'd ask him, I said, sir, what year is this? He goes, man, it's 2022. Don't you know? It's 2022. And I go, wow, please tell me, who is the president? And he told me, he said, it's Donald Trump. Now, when you're faced with this type of situation, assuming that this guy is not blatantly bald-faced lying and he really does believe any of this stuff, when you're faced with this situation where the beliefs that you hold and reality are no longer working together, you have to change something, right? So he'll come up with a new explanation. And the explanation that he'll come up with, for example, might be, Donald Trump is actually really the president, secretly. He really is. That's where you get people like Pastor Johnny Enlow claiming Trump is still the president to this day. In fact, he moved up. He's no longer just president of the United States. He's now president of Earth. He is recognized as the primary government leader on planet Earth. People need to know that. From heaven, President Trump is recognized as the primary government leader on planet Earth. So for our purposes... Cognitive dissonance has two primary solutions to resolve that inconsistency. Really what it is is just a stress in your mind that needs to be alleviated. The first way people alleviate that stress is by making something up, creating a new story, fabricating something new that fits both your already existing beliefs 
and reality. And the other way that people deal with cognitive dissonance is to evangelize, convince everybody around you that you were right all along. That helps alleviate that stress in your mind, realizing that you were wrong all along. The more people you can convince, the more the stress goes away. And that's why, in my opinion, that's why I believe that Sherry Tenpenny is out here trying to convince everybody that there really are people dying suddenly. She made some pretty on-the-point claims about people over 30 having AIDS by the end of 2022 and 7. Here we sit with nothing to show for it, no evidence to be found. So what's the next logical step for her in this illogical situation? The next logical step is to alleviate that cognitive dissonance stress. Make up a story that makes your already existing beliefs merge with reality and spread it to as many people as you can. And that's what we're witnessing right now with Sherry Tenpenny. America alone, and we're already starting to see it. So the tsunami of deaths is coming, it's already here. And I believe that what's happening now and is starting to happen now is the tsunami of regret of the people that fell for the lies, the, your friends and family members and parents and children and all they did to your grandchildren just could not be told otherwise. Completely made up. There is no quote unquote tsunami of regret. I've not heard a single person tell me that they regretted getting the vaccine. Literally not one. I haven't seen it online or anywhere at all. It's just made up to try to alleviate that cognitive dissonance stress. But now that people are dying like flies, I mean, my business partner has 83 close people in his life that have died. Who has 83 close people in their life? Holy shit, dude. That's a lot of people. There are actually statistics on this. Hang on. Okay. In general, based on 2021 survey data, the average person in America has between three and five close friends. This is from a 2020 study of 422 women ages 31 to 77 and some other studies. Uh, it's not too hard to find. There's 2021 survey data on americansurveycenter.org. You can look that up too if you're curious. But anyways, the point is it's not 83. How does somebody come up with 83 people that they even know? Do I even know 83 people personally? Have I met 83 people in my life? I, I don't think I have. As far as I can tell, I believe that um, the editor will correct me in the note right below my face here. But as far as I can tell, you will meet about 10,000 people in your lifetime total. Like shake somebody's hand 10,000 different times, like 10,000 different people. How the hell does her business partner know 83 people personally that close? What? people in his life that have died 83 it's the beginning and i predict that by the end of this year every you know n I, I hate to keep harping on this but there's just one more point i've got to bring up here her business partner certainly an anti-vaxxer right she wouldn't associate with somebody who was you know pro-vaccine how does this guy know 83 pro-vax people in the first place who would get vaccinated like, every part of this story is rife with holes. It's all ridiculous. But the people in the audience believed the things that she said before. 
the things that Greg Locke said, the things that Clay Clark and Jim Brewer and all of the other attendees at this conference said. They believed them, and they're having that cognitive dissonance too, and they need to find a way to alleviate it. So they're willing to believe whatever it is she has to say. Died. 83. It's the beginning. And I predict that by the end of this year, every person in this room and every person listening behind here is going to know a minimum of five, probably 10 or more close friends and family members that have died from. You would think that she would learn not to make these predictions, but she just keeps doing it like this is what led to the cognitive dissonance in the first place. And she's doing it again. She just say by the end of 2023, I think that's what she just said. Three close people in his life that have died. 83. It's the beginning. And I predict that by the end of this year... By the end of 2023. Wow. Every person in this room and every person listening behind here is going to know a minimum of five, probably 10 or more close friends and family members that have died from these shots. Absolutely absurd, dude. Will she ever bust through that cognitive dissonance is the real question. This is Lauren Witzke here on the left and her co-host on the right. They have a show together. She actually ran for U.S. Senate, I believe, in 2020. Lost, of course, luckily, because she's a white nationalist and extremist. And I don't say white nationalist lightly here. I mean, she's a full-blown, like, uh, white supremacist. She's basically a neo-Nazi. I feel that's I'm comfortable using that term for Lauren Whitsky. Anyways, this is from mid-January 2023. She had some things to say about this concept that people are suddenly dying, this BS concept, this result of cognitive dissonance that people are simply making up to alleviate that stress. Listen to what she said. The problem the enemy's having, Lauren, is even if some of these cases, it's not because of the vaccine, everyone automatically thinks vaccines the cost and that's the thing about it. we're not the one fueling that the government the elite the people who in all of these cases the cases he's referring to are the cases where people quote-unquote suddenly died there are no cases of that they are just blindly claiming it with absolutely no evidence and expecting their audience to believe it and they will they will believe it because they're feeling the cognitive dissonance too of course and that's the thing about it. we're not the one fueling that the government, the elite, the people who push this shot on humanity, they're the ones that are responsible for the mistrust. Well, Edward, as far as I'm concerned, everybody who dies suddenly or has died suddenly, it's a result of the vaccine. It's up to them to prove me different, uh, to prove me wrong, because we're at a point now where it has been there's ex overall excess deaths. Like Ed Dowd said, the Black Rock. Uh, old manager, the retired manager from... Dude, what is she even talking about right now? First of all, that's not how logic works, okay? You don't wait for somebody to prove you wrong. You have to prove you right. This is logic 101. Doesn't surprise me to find that not only is she a white supremacist, she's also an anti-vaxxer. That comes as no surprise at all to me. But uh, this stuff about BlackRock CEO, what? What about the BlackRock CEO and why should I care? Uh, old manager, the retired manager from BlackRock, he was saying that, oh my gosh, millennial deaths are through the roof. Like, No, no, it's completely made up. Like all of it. And what does through the roof even mean? Like everything out of their mouths is a lie. 
intended to whip people into a blood frenzy, scare the shit out of them, and make them think that they are in mortal danger just to alleviate the cognitive dissonance that they created for themselves. Unprecedented numbers. We're facing a six sig sigma event where we're not even going to have a working class because they mandated the vaccine for the working class who is now dying. And, you know, like I said, you have to prove me wrong if if it wasn't the vaccine. That's the thing, because I'm going to automatically assume it is. And it's fair to assume. No, no, it's not. This is not happening. There is no like mass extinction of working class people. What? What are they even talking about? This is completely made up. All of it. This just blows me away that they can be so brazen as to say some of the stuff that they say with a straight face and know that their gullible audience is going to believe them. It's nuts, dude. It's absolutely nuts. Let me know what you think about all this in the comments. Tell me if you think these people will ever come back to reality or if they are dead set on fueling the delusion that you find in the U.S. right now. Tell me what you think. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, there's Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and coffee cups and stuff on there. You can also check out my other channels. I have a Telltale Unfiltered YouTube channel where I go through long-form videos like Kent Hovind's seminar series, Jehovah's Witnesses TV show, and televangelists prophesying about politics. And finally, you can check out my social media. If you have a question for me, the best way to ask it is to tweet it at me. I'm on there all the time so check it out all links are in the description as always anyways that's all i've got for you thanks for listening